That's the way I want to live. Whatever is approaching me, whatever is trying to saddle me and muzzle me, I want to be able to see God in every bit of it. Why? Because I am his child. He promised he would never leave me. He promised you he will never leave you nor forsake you. Now listen, if you believe that, why fight with the enemy, listen, with weapons that you can't win with? So let, let, if people talking about you, people doing you wrong, people try to make you look bad, look good, well, don't worry about it. Move on because God knows the way you take. He knows where you are. And if you, getting ready, that's 1 John 3. When we read this and you'll see a, a one little piece of it, we won't go through all of it, but you'll see one little piece of it. You're going to have to do what God tells you to do, son. You have to make a commitment. I love the James scripture. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil that he'll flee from you. Most people want to, the devil to flee, but not a whole lot of submitting to God. And that won't work, saints. According to scripture, that won't work. Fall in love with what God wants you to do. Pastor Swinney, well, come on now, give me a little better something that, okay, be born again. If you will truly become born again, uh, there is a little separation. I, I, I can't see it with my natural mind, the separation between saved and born again. But I noticed that Jesus didn't say, Nicodemus, you must be saved, did he? He said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And I like the seventh verse even greater than the third verse when he said, marvel not, Nicodemus, that you must be born again. And to show you that sometimes we don't understand what being born again is, what did Nicodemus think God was talking about? Getting back into his mother's womb. <laughs> I don't think none of us are quite that uh, messed up. But what do you think has happened when you know you have been born again? I'm going to tell you something, saints, and I know what I'm talking about. You love doing what God wants. You love it. I'm talking about when people misuse you, talk about you. You still love doing God's will. Just think, you're here, what, 70, 80, 90 years but you're going to be in heaven for an eternity. Paul said, I can't never get this scripture in my head right. He said, but I don't think that the little trouble that you are going through now could even matter in the remotest part of what God got planned for them to love him. So the little stuff that we are going through here, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, it's only but for a moment and it's what kind of power? A light affliction. Some of the things I've been through, I'm afraid I questioned that a little bit. <laughs> but when you come through, you'll see 
that the reason you stayed in it so long was because you stopped trusting and stopped, concerned, stopped being concerned about what's happening to you. But when you trust God, it is for a moment. And it is a light affliction. If God said so, guess what? That's what it is. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what is happening in your life. If God told you, why would God have Paul to write that it's only a light affliction that's only but for a moment? Because of what David said in Psalms 30 and 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning or when you get tired of suffering. Okay, Pastor Sweeney, you're trying to tell me now that I got cancer and I uh, could not suffer when I get tired of suffering. That's right. Did I say that the cancer would leave then? But when you trust God, cancer, nothing else can bring sorrow to your life. Nothing. Now we see, we're talking about being born again here. We're talking about pleasing God. Saints, that is when God will do everything in your life for you if you just simply please him. And you have to do that. You can't just come to church and say amen. You can't just come to the prayer meetings and pray and go back out. This is a never-ending, relentless thing that you have to do. But you're only going to have to do it for a few years. So what if you're not invited to the, to the national party or the White House? Who cares? Boy, can you imagine if you wanted to compare the White House to the mansion you're going to have? See, you need to think along those terms. Keep those things in your mind. Okay, so they don't invite me to the, to the big parties on the job. So, you ought to thank you, Jesus. Think about what God well, you can't think to the fullness of it because he said you couldn't, didn't he? It hasn't entered into the minds of man what God got planned for them that love him. Oh, my Jesus. Now, last week, I made this statement, and I got a, I didn't get a single amen, but I got two grunts. And uh, I'm going to make it again because I am, fully persuaded that I was telling you the, the truth. and But some people think, say, please don't think that God answers your prayers if you don't believe him. I don't care how much you holler and scream and wiggle and turn and jump. If you don't believe God, he can't answer you. And last week I said this. God blesses what he recognizes. And, and, and boy, it got a little better this week. Somebody must have listened to the tape and got convicted. <laughs> Definitely got a little better this week. Last week it was, mm. but, but God blesses what he recognized. But let's read a scripture before we go and talk about the main one. But there are about five or, five or six in the Bible. But I'm going to go to the main one that everybody recognizes to show you how God blesses what he recognized. Listen, listen now. 
even though you are saying in the name of Jesus, does he recognize your heart being fixed with the name of Jesus? If your heart is not in the place where it can say Jesus from the heart, God don't even hear that. We're going to show you that in scriptures. Of course, you all, most of y'all know where it is. But isn't that a simple operation? Just fall in love with the Lord. I realize that what's going on in this earth is enough to, to make a real, a, a, a slowful Christian, or a Christian that's not really wrapped, wrapped up and baptized in the Holy, or with the Holy Spirit. I can see where you'll begin to step lightly again. What in the world you be talking about? You remember when maybe 25 years ago, if you've been saved that long, when you heard the word gay and, 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 and homosexuality, I mean, it, it really, you know, it really bothered you because you knew that was not of God. But listen to this. What do you do when you hear it now? Well, I guess that's the lifestyle now that people are going to. See, saints, I'm going to tell you something. When sin stop looking like sin to you, you are losing some of that power that God has given you. And I'll even go this far that you're losing some of your first love. See, saint, that don't please God. And if it don't please God, it shouldn't what? It shouldn't please you. People always talk about, that's what you always talk about homosexuality. I preach on homosexuality probably about one minute of service, but that's all people think I be preaching on. <laughs> I preach on homosexuality no more than a minute or two in a whole 45 minutes, but what do they remember? That the whole message is on homosexuals. That's all right. I know better. And so that's where you're going to have to come through with God. If God don't like something, you don't supposed to like something. If God is not in agreement with it, you're supposed not to be in agreement with it. If God said don't fellowship with it, what did the Bible say? Don't fellowship with it. I know that is not good preaching. But it's true preaching. 